Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Carly Stanley. I'm very pleased to have Alejandro Marino and Andres Garcia. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. Our case study is 117 John Cage's 4 minutes and 33 seconds. Among the most famous works of John Cage, a well-known contemporary composer, is his piece for piano entitled 4 minutes and 33 seconds. To perform that work, the pianist goes on stage and sits at the piano, opens the keyboard, and remains seated for exactly 4 minutes and 33 seconds. At the end of that time, the pianist closes the keyboard and leaves the stage. Is four minutes and 33 seconds a work of art? Is it a piece of music? What if Cage insisted that four minutes and 33 seconds is a listening experience in which the audience is supposed to hear background noises? Would your answer to the last question be different? Suppose that during a recent concert of Cage's work, the pianist hired to perform four minutes and 33 seconds became ill at the last moment and had to withdraw. In desperation, the stage manager himself performed the work. Would this be a performance of Cage's work? Would it be a Sir I performance? P.W. Before we begin, I'm going to go into some details about John Cage's early life. In 1912, he was born in L.A., California. In 1922 is when he started his piano lessons. After that, he went on to college in 1928. He went to Panoma College in California. In 1930, he dropped out of college. One year after that, he decided to travel across Europe. In 1931, he returned to the U.S. Some of his influences were Duchamp, an artist, James Joyce, a writer, Stravinsky, Bach, and Walt Whitman, a poet. Some of his teachers included Richard Buehling, Adolf Weiss, Henry Cowell, and Arnold Schoenberg. So, Alejandro, who is John Cage and why is he so important? John Cage was a composer and a music theorist who was important because of how he changed what was considered music and his pioneering of electroacoustic music and a non-standard use of musical instruments. Through his challenging of what could be considered music, he also would have challenged what it meant to be a work of art. Andres. How is Don Cage connected to the art world? Um, in many ways, um, he's a filmmaker, he's a painter, but um, obviously he makes music. He's a composer. Um, he uses um, he changed the style of music um because he used uh, very uh, unconventional instruments, such as some examples of uh, rattles, tin cans, cowbells, just to name a few. Um, yeah, just something different than what people were used to seeing that eventually influences the music we listen to today. Yeah, a lot of his music was just using things that weren't even instruments. I think one of the things he did with the piano was like he changed the way the piano was used, like the way like the chords worked. And so he like had like a different type of instrument for that. Um, I think like everything he did was like a little different. With, um, with the instruments and with the music itself. What, what art movement is, is he associated with? He's associated with 
post-war avant-garde? Who were some of his collaborators in the art world? Can you repeat the question? Who were some of his collaborators in the art world? Well, he had a few, but um, I think it was Mercy Cunningham and Robert Rosenberg. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I think Mercy was um also his uh, his partner, um, and he was also a choreographer, which makes sense because, um. John Cage was associated a lot with modern dance and he had a lot of influence in that, which is also like another way that he was connected to the art world besides just like the music and pretty much all the other things he did. To be honest, he was like doing everything that you could consider art, at least at the time, you know, music he was doing, he was writing, um, he made a film. So he was doing a lot. He's more than just a musician then. Definitely. He, was, he tried everything, even though I think like his main thing was music because he also like had paintings or like he did paintings. But he talked about how um, people had better things to say about his music than his paintings, which also says a lot because a lot of his music wasn't that well received, like four minutes and 33 seconds that we're talking about now. Um, obviously, that was a very different thing to do at the time, considering it was mostly just silence and not actually, you know, notes and him using the piano. And to add to that, um, he was also involved in the neo data, which was the use that a lot of artists at the time were using mass medias and found objects um, in a way to rebel against the abstract um, expressionism, which was the most preferred um, way of art, like in painting, showing emotions, and stuff like that during the 1940s to 1950s. He was active in rebelling against them. I think that's probably a really good way to describe him as a rebel from what was considered art at the time. Because really everything he did was really different and was very like unique to him. I actually don't think he did anything that was um, acceptable at the time, whether it was his paintings or his music. If you look at any of it, it's all very... um. It's, I don't want to say confusing, but it's very... He wanted to do what he wanted to do. Exactly. He didn't care what anyone thought. It and... made you question what art could be. Right. Exactly. So it's ironic that for someone who did something that was so different and almost like didn't care what the people thought, he also really changed the way people thought about art. Yeah, it allows you to like think deeper into art pieces and things that he did without sure. having to have somebody explain to you what it would be yeah i mean he definitely probably didn't explain um exactly what a lot of those things were so i can only imagine what it was like at the time hearing these pieces and seeing all of his work when you have no basis for that you know he was the first person to be doing these things it's like if right now someone created like some completely different kind of art and you would have to try to like understand it um you know especially back then since people didn't have like the internet or anything else it was probably like even crazier because you had probably only seen like a couple pieces of art in your life and then you see this and it was probably hard to even think of it as art at the time. Um, Good question, guys. Um, 
did you guys end up finding where he got his influences from? Um, uh, yeah, like I said earlier, from Duchamp, James Joyce, Stravinsky, Bach, and Walt Whitman were just like some of his influences. There's plenty of more, I'm sure, but those are main. Uh, so, a lot of East and Southern Asian cultures that influenced a lot of his work, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, actually, I saw that too. That one of like the things behind four minutes and thirty three seconds was like his study of like Buddhism and like eastern philosophy and i think like a big thing over there at least at the time what he saw was a lot of things having to do with silence and like the value of quiet yeah. and he even i had read that he wasn't ready to even create four minutes and 33 seconds because he didn't think that anybody like in the western hemisphere was even ready to to understand those things or even be open-minded to it because a lot of the things that you know he was into were from a completely different side of the world in a time where people were a lot more closed-minded. So it's interesting that he found value in those things. Yeah. As you said earlier, though, uh, John Cage didn't just do music. He also did things like, like painting, filmmaking, writing, and he was even a mycologist, which means that he studied fungi. What was arguably more important than his actual music itself were his ideas and theories about music. What do you guys think about his theories of music? That's a tough one. I feel like if we go into that, we're going to start talking about the case study. Um, because a lot of his theories about it was like him pushing what it even meant for something to be called um, music or a piece of art, right. you know? He wanted to change the meaning as a whole. Yeah. Which, I mean, you could argue how successfully he did that. I mean, I guess in a way he was very successful in it. Um, but we could also go into how we personally feel about, you know, his theories and whether or not those were valid. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the way he looked at music Don't. and art um, as something that was like free form and the way he compared it to life, um, I think it also made him more than just an artist. I feel like it also made him like a philosopher in a way, which I feel mm -hmm. you kind of have to if you're going to look at things that deeply, um, because he compared like a lot of those things to to life. Um, there was like a quote of his that he compared music to a purposeless play and said that it was an affirmation of life, not an attempt to bring order out of chaos, nor to suggest improvements in creation, but simply a way of working up to the very life we're living or waking up to the very life we're living my fault but um another quote i found by him it's i'm glad you brought that up because he he is a philosopher in a way he has many uh, meaningful messages that he likes to spread to the world for example in this quote i can't understand why people are frightened of new ideas i'm frightened of the old ones this is a quote by john cage and i feel like he really is big on pushing um away the old traditions and bringing in the new ones, the ones that he believes are right. Definitely. I mean, if you like just look into him, like I feel a word that is used a lot for him is a pioneer because pretty much everything he did was just him starting like a different kind of wave or a different movement or way of thinking, you know, with everything he did. It was all groundbreaking. Yeah, definitely. So I could see how at the time he wasn't as successful. I actually even saw that at the time he was like very poor 
and he had even um, given someone that was close to him, I'm not sure who it was, but he gave him directions on how to finish some of his pieces in case he passed away. So you can only imagine, you know, what he was going through at the time financially. And it's crazy that he was even like struggling that much because he knew so many famous people in so many like different parts of the art world. But, um, you know, clearly at the time, his ideas weren't that lucrative. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's like about all the the background information on him himself we can do. Um, I guess we should get into the case study now and talk about the actual topic, which is his piano piece, four minutes and thirty-three seconds. If you really want to call it a piano piece, um, or even a piece of music, but I guess we'll get into that now. So personally. Oh. I think that four minutes and 33 seconds is like, I, I would consider it a work of art, of course, but maybe not a piece of music. Uh, as he said, it was a listening experience. You could consider it that maybe, but I only think that it wouldn't be just because there's no notes of music playing. Yeah. Um, Andre, how do you feel about it? Um, do you think that it's, a piece of art or even music in any way i think um we we all know that john cage is a well-respected artist so to say that one of his in fact most popular works is not art it's it's pretty hard um it's pretty hard to say and a little hypocrite but i do believe it, it is an art piece i still feel personally that it falls under the narrative that he tries to push away from the traditional instruments and the traditional music from his time. And I, I feel like it's still a movement in a way. I think it's, he's sending more messages with with silence than with like, actually playing music. But would it actually be considered I, music though? Um, I think it would, I mean, as I read in the question, I don't think it would be considered music per se, but I think it would be considered a form of art for sure. Yeah, okay. I agree with that. You know, I definitely see, like, where you guys are coming from. I mean, he's definitely an artist, you know, even if you don't think about it in his music, just the fact that he did so many things that are art, yeah. he yeah, himself is definitely an artist. But to me personally, when it comes to four minutes and 33 seconds on its own, which is really like the what we're looking at here, you know, that piece on its own. I just, I can't really see it as music or art. I can definitely see it as like, um, not an expression of art, but like as a metaphor for art, you know, and like a way of changing the way you think about art. But I just don't really see how you could say that it's art, definitely not music. Is to me, it's definitely not music, um, and I don't think it's art just because. No, I agree. I agree. What happened? No, I agree. I agree. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest reason for me why I think it's not art is just the fact that I mean, the point of it, the listening experience, I guess, is the background noise, and it's not like it's just performed like one time and like he knows what background noises are gonna be there. Every time it's performed, it's in a different place. It's with different people. And they're going to be like different background noises, you know? So if he plays it outside, like, you know, in a field. And then he plays it inside in like, I don't know, an auditorium. 
the noises are going to be different and the artist himself has no control over what you hear so i feel like if the artist yeah, i don't know if you guys say anything then i don't know well wouldn't it be more of an expressive piece trying to like make a point rather than like just the piece of art itself it, it's something that's supposed to like make you think about for sure like, the so, silence. that's how i feel i feel like it's more of like an expressive thing i feel like it's i think it's more of a message than a work of art you know i feel like it's it's more of a statement than something you can really say like oh yeah this is a a piece of art on its own because i mean he, the artist himself john cage he's not doing anything you know unless you consider him opening and closing the piano as part of it you know he's not affecting the the background noises or listening experience but I do well, that's the thing is him opening and closing it and just sitting there. He would sit there and he would be on stage. So that's him like making an expressive, I'd say, art piece. And it's not just complete silence either. We can see that this is divided into three movements. Yeah. I, I don't know if you saw, but he would stop it every a minute or something like that. He'd stop um I don't know how to call it, but he would just stop the comp composition. Obviously, it was nothing plain, but what do, what do you guys personally believe the reason for that was? And not just play complete silence? I don't know. I'd say, like, it might just be his way of, like, letting you think. So the art piece is stopping, even though it's still quiet. Time. Right, right, right. I mean, but at the same time, when he stops, he's not stopping the background music, you know? The, exactly. Stopping the noise in the background. Right, because there's no noise. The difference in the background noise when he's technically playing, I guess, and when he's not playing. The noise is the same. Um, Is it only considered art when he says it's art, when he says that he's playing it, or is it always, you know, a piece of art no matter what? Um. And I feel like at that point, if you consider just a background noise always art, then I could go outside right now and just listen to background noise and say that I'm technically listening to four minutes and 33 seconds. But is it four minutes and th 33 seconds if he's not there to open the piano? Yeah, and that's part of the case study, right? Like what happens if he himself isn't the person who's playing it and some random person is the one who doesn't? Exactly. It's like somebody writing a paper having somebody else write a couple sentences for it and then the rest of the person writing the paper again would that be it wouldn't be the same it wouldn't be the same no it, that's yeah. why i think it makes it special for john cage and if we were to do it obviously we're not artists to that extent so it wouldn't really have a meaning like you say alejandro but i feel like it is a way of expression which is essentially what art is it's um a way to use your creative skills to express yourself and i feel like that's the way john cage wanted to do it you know I, that, that's a good point because as long as somebody says something like is a work of art like if i if i say that right now me taking a picture of this like pen on a table is art you can't really tell me that it's not art you know because it's very hard to find, you know. So I definitely I get that as long as as long as he said it's art and he's expressing himself in some way, then you almost can't argue with him that it isn't. Um, and I guess you'll never be like right or wrong 
on whether or not it is or isn't. But um, I definitely see how just the fact that he is trying to send a message and trying to express himself through a medium, however it is, I get how that alone makes it art. Okay. But, so, uh, mm -hmm. would you ever decide to try and do something like four minutes and 33 seconds, either of you? Personally, I don't think I would. I don't think I have um the same, not beliefs, but the same um form of expression. I'm more of a, you need to hear me than to just sit in silence. I don't want to betray silence. It's not a message I'm trying to send. Yeah, and also that's another thing. Like, I'm not, you know, the, the message that he was trying to send through that isn't something that I personally, like, am even, like, interested in sending myself. So I can't say that I would do, I would do something like 4 minutes and 33 seconds because I don't have the same intention that he had when he made it. Um, and I also feel like it's such a unique thing. It's kind of hard to, like, apply elsewhere, you know? I feel like that's why it's so popular and it's why it's one of his most famous works. I, it's so confusing, if you may, that you don't really know exactly what this can't really re be re replicated by anybody else. This is more of a his thing. And we just have to sit here and enjoy it and try to figure out uh, what his message is and whether it's a form of art. And we've decided that. So, um, We can wrap up. Um, I guess we'll, we'll just wrap up. Sure. All right. I want to thank you for joining us so much today, uh, Alejandro and Andres. I really appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to the Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious.